Hey, I'm Tim. And I'm Drew. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 35, we talked to Hannah Schlieff about rebranding her business, Evensong. Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Babbler, joined as always by my co-host, Drew Sonnenberg. Andrew, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is meeting our guests. And usually we've had the chance to, to do that at our Hearts and Hands workshops, which unfortunately, of course, we could not get to this year. We didn't get a chance to have the Bread for Beggars Festival. But did you know that I actually met Hannah Schlieff, our guest for this time, after our, our first interview with her? I did not know. How, how'd that go? Yeah. Down? Okay. So I, I was at a... Uh, uh, a surprise birthday party for uh, my coworker's wife, uh, Nikki Steenbach, who is is friends also with Hannah Schlieff through a Camp Phillip connection. And there was a surprise party that was happening at our friend's house, the Henselins, who live here in Green Bay. And I show up to this party, and a bunch of my friends are already there. And then I get introduced, and it's like, oh, yeah, and this is our friend Hannah Schlieff. And I'm like, wait a second. You're like Evensong Hannah Schlieff. I know you. I've had, you know, <laughs> like talking to someone on a podcast, and it's weird, like, we had obviously never met in person before, but I felt like I already knew her. And we're like, I know we have mutual friends and it's easy to talk to somebody if you have mutual friends. But sitting there and being like, wait, I feel like I know you because we've just, we've discussed like your, your business before in our podcast and having, I don't know, it's just a cool experience. Yeah, I've got to say I'm a little bit jealous. That doesn't generally happen in South Carolina very often. <laughs> it's, there's perks of being in Wisconsin. Sure. Anyway, uh, it, it was great to have Hannah on again this week. L like you were saying, even though I haven't met her yet in person, it, it felt like talking to an old friend. So let's go ahead and get to that conversation now. Today, we're excited to welcome back to the podcast, Hannah Schlieff. Welcome back, Hannah. Hi, it's good to be back. For our listeners who may have missed your previous episode, would you reintroduce yourself, please? Yeah, so I'm Hannah Schlieff, um, and I own Evensong, which is a... Small handmade business. I make cloth baby books and rattles and um, other baby items. And I'm um, working on expanding my brand to offer things for toddlers and bigger kids too. So it's it's kind of a fun ministry. I get to do lots of sewing and um, design work, and I really really enjoy it. And you recently made the switch in name from your rebranding, formerly Even Song Baby Books, now just Even Song. Yes. Yeah. I dropped the baby books. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, kind of a, a decision that I, I kind of made quickly. I've, I've been moving toward offering products for older kids, offering a wider range of products. And I wanted to, um, change my name somehow. Even song baby books was just a mouthful. And, um, I, when I first picked my name, I wanted to make sure that it represented exactly what I was doing, which was making baby books. That was the only thing I did when I started. And um, I'm about two years in now, and I thought it was it was time to clean things up a little bit um, and be a little bit more professional. Um, so that was that was kind of why I made that choice. So what what did that look like beyond just changing the name? Um, you worked with a designer, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I, I did a, I wanted to do a full rebrand. Um, so a new logo, um, like brand colors, things like that. I, I worked with, um, Rachel with in all things creative. She does branding for businesses. Um, that's her kind of shtick and, and she's really great at what she does. She's also a, 
an amazing hand letterer. She does lots of um, beautiful artwork and she has her own Etsy shop where she'll sometimes have stickers and prints and things like that available. Um, and I, I loved working with her. It was, it was great. She was very personal. We did everything socially distanced, but we, um, we talked over the phone and we um, kind of worked through what I wanted to, to be going forward. Um, and she actually kind of helped me decide to switch up my name a little bit. And I had thought for a little while that I might want to choose a completely new name. And I had a few ideas, but nothing that like really stuck with me. And I also didn't want to go through the logistics of like changing my Etsy shop name and changing my name legally as a business um, from like a tax perspective and um, going through all of the those processes again when I just did it like two years ago. So I decided just dropping the baby books was like a happy medium. <laughs> For people who may not have gone through a process like that before, sure. you know, you talked about things like brand colors and things like that. What, what was that process like? Right. Um, so Rachel made it really easy. She just, we actually made like a, a joint Pinterest board and just pinned things that I liked to the Pinterest board. And then she kind of took it from there. Um, she picked out some colors that I had said that I liked. And I showed her some examples of branding from other businesses that I kind of consider myself to be in the same vein as. And she did a really good job of, of kind of meeting all of the, the wishes that I had while also kind of adding her own flair and style to it. She's, she does a lot of like hand drawn, um, hand drawn design. Mostly I, th I think she uses like, um, procreate on the iPad with like an Apple pencil. She does a lot of her design work that way. So it, it all feels very handmade. And I think that's part of the reason I went with her because, um, her work feels like it really, um, fits my business well. Yeah, you talked a little already about um, how you got s some new ideas moving forward um, that you wanted to kind of expand your range of products and everything. But w so what does the, the future of Evensong look like in your mind? Yeah, um, the f my goals are always way bigger than what is actually attainable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I have three three small children, ages three and under, at home, and I recently started working outside of the home as well. So um, the time that I have to dedicate to my business is um, it, it's not like I have less time. It's just finding the this time and space for it is a little bit different. Um, so I'm not necessarily sewing during my kids' nap time. I'm sewing after they're going to bed. Um, and I'm able to kind of find that time on the weekends and have a bigger space of time versus um, kind of sneaking it in little by little here and there. And that's that alone has changed how I'm approaching my business because I have to respect my own time and energy and know that I can only do so much. Um, so sewing is getting to be kind of laborious for me and time consuming because the books that I make take a lot of time to sew each, each one. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking into options for maybe outsourcing some of the sewing to other people, um, or being able to create some products that are a little bit less labor intensive. So I did just release a book that is made of synthetic paper. So someone else um, printed it for me. And then I just had to sew the binding. Um, and that 
minimized some of the the time that I had to invest, but still allowed me to have like a full range of products. So I'm going to be adding more books in that style. Um, I'm also now a wholesale vendor for a company that makes board books called Catechesis Books. And they have really great high quality board books, but just being able to kind of round out my website and my booth when I do events with um, some items that are a little bit lower on the time commitment um, is, is helping me a lot too. Um, but I do have some big projects in mind and I think that's what you want to hear about, right? I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I want to look at the way that we do worship in the church um, with kids and maybe give parents some extra tools for middle, like lower grades, children, um, maybe toddlers as well. Um, so I've, I've had this idea turning in my brain for like an entire year and I thought that I would be launching it like now, but then a ton of things happened between then and now, and I've made almost no progress, but the idea is still there. Um, so the goal now is to launch Advent of next year. Um, but the, the product is essentially like a children's worship folder and it, it has Advent calendar style flaps on it that would open to reveal artwork that matches each Sunday in the church year. Um, and the flaps, each flap is like one element in the liturgy or one moment in the church service. So a child is following along waiting to open the flap for, say, communion. Communion's happening. Oh, I can open this flap now. And eventually it reveals a photo. Um, The photo is on a card inside of this little pocket. I hope you're following me. Um, And (laughs) um, it's on a card. And the card on the back will have information about that week's lesson or something involving that season in the church year. I'm still working out some of the details there, but... um, Part of the reason I'm excited to talk to you guys about it is because the art on the cards, I'm hoping, will be able to be sourced from a variety of Wells artists so I can um, minimize some of my own time investment there, too. And I don't have to make all the artwork, um, but also so other people can promote their artwork. Um, And then the, the hope would be that I could eventually offer a subscription service to families Um, So they could buy it as a gift and every month they would receive like a month worth of little worship folders that they could take to church with them and um, be able to kind of facilitate following along with the service without a child having to read, without a child having to, you know, understand the whole everything that's happening in the hymnal um, to kind of be able to segue them into being involved in the service. Um, And I'm hoping I can offer it to churches as well. It's just a matter of getting the the product done and then getting the infrastructure there to be able to um, promote that to families and to churches. Um, But I'm really excited about it, and I'm hoping that I can make it happen in the next year. So that's that's the big project. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool, and I think that's a great opportunity. I remember being a kid in worship, and you, you kind of think back to how you really got to know certain things and repetition is one and, and seeing it over and over again is one. And, and then eventually studying it when you're in middle school, right? When you're taking uh, catechism courses, but to be able to, to realize from a young age, why certain things are done in the service without mom and dad having to tell you nonstop, like they get the aid of something additional. I think it's a really cool resource. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that I can actually make it happen. Um, I've seen, 
similar products from um, like Catholic makers wanting to promote involvement in the mass. And I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I like want to make it my own and be able to hopefully provide our synod and Christians in general with a, a great way to um, involve their kids in worship a little bit more. Because like no matter how many cool toys you put in your church bag or no matter how many coloring sheets you have on the back of the, the service folder for kids or whatever, it, it's always a struggle. And I mean, this, it's a good thing I didn't launch it this year because a lot of churches aren't in person um, still or kids are doing worship online. So, it, I mean, it doesn't exactly fit in with 2020, but I'm hoping that Advent of 2021 I can launch with uh, with the full line of um, cards and be ready all the way through the whole church year. Yeah, that that is really cool. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Um, you mentioned... The, the potential to collaborate with some other artists on this. Uh, yes. If we have some of those artists listening to this episode, um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Sure. Um, you could go to my website, um, and I have a page there with some information, I think. if You could also email me. Um, <laughs> so my, my email is evensongbabybooks at gmail.com did not change the email. Um, <laughs> but you can um, reach out to me by email. And as soon as I'm ready to start com like commissioning artwork from artists to be able to put it on those cards and be able to um, send things to print, then I'll have a nice list compiled. One question I had for you, you'd mentioned um, outsourcing your, yeah. your work. And as a small business owner, you, you have full creative control right now over everything that goes on. How do you ensure that the quality stays the same and things like that as you're looking to outsource to additional workers? Yeah, that's that's tricky. And I, I know that having other people sew for me is probably um, in the future. It, it's maybe not going to happen right now. But um, when I think about that, I, I think I'd have to go through a maybe a, a hiring process or reach out to people who I know who are already really great at sewing. I, I know that my like people in my family would probably do it for me for free, but I <laughs> I would like to hire someone um, to be able to ensure that the quality is there. And I I think um, I I kind of live in a community of people who who do a lot of sewing or who are really creative. And um, I've had some friends who have outsourced some work that are makers. And, and I think generally just paying them for it ensures the quality is there. So I would hopefully be able to get to a point where I could pay someone. Um, that's just a part of growing. And I don't really know when it's going to happen because my, my business is uh, right now, it feels like it's keeping me really busy because it's the holiday season. Sure. Um, so we'll, we'll see kind of how this, the rest of this year goes and, and if there will be room there for uh, some staff members. If any, if you know anybody who sews, let me know. <laughs> Do you have uh, any other plans for the future you want to you tease our audience with? <laughs> um, maybe not a, not a plan for the future, but I, I did um, just release a new book. And it's, it's called Now the Light Has Gone Away. It's... Um, Oh, I don't remember the hymn number, but you know the hymn. Yeah. Um, and so mm -hmm. I, I released a baby book based on that. And 
the response has been insane. I, I like initially ordered a small amount because I thought, oh, when I normally release a book, I like sell three or four, you know, right away. But I've had so many orders and so many people who have really resonated with that hymn in particular. And I was super surprised by it. You never really know what people are going to like, right? Um, so that was something that was really exciting for me. And I'm I'm restocking them. So hopefully by the time this airs, there will be some available in my store. Right now they're sold out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> it really is. It's just that it, it takes some time to do that custom printing on the fabric. So, right. And right now I'm kind of at the mercy of the postal service. Um, mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the Christmas season, so things are a little sure. delayed. Yeah, I love that. And I used to sing it to my daughter every night when she was a baby. Yeah, we, we sing it to our girls every night too. Um, which it's so it's really special to me, but I had no idea how many how many Christians felt deeply about that hymn in particular. I guess to, to wrap things up a little bit um, for our listeners who uh, want to learn more about your stuff or want to just um, check out what you have to offer, where can we point them? Yeah, so there are a few different places. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I do share about my business on Facebook as well. Um, and my handle on both of those is Even Song Baby Books. Um, and then I have a website. Um, it's also evensongbabybooks.com. And my Etsy shop, you can just search my business name on Etsy and you'll find my products there. Um, but again, I'm most active on Instagram. So if you want to see the day-to-day -day of the piles of sewing I have to do, that's where you should go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's actually interesting you mentioned Instagram, though, because when you, when you do a, a rebranding suite, like, you get graphics that are meant for different uh, social media, right? Yes, yes. Um, and it's amazing. I, oh, I forgot. I wanted to talk about this part of, of the rebrand. Um, when, I, when I started out, um, I, I DIY'd pretty much everything about my business, whether I knew about it or not. I would, like, do all the Googling and figure out exactly how to, you know, put together a, a logo that looked okay, or how to put together a website, how to put together a shop, how to promote yourself. And it was all DIY. And I knew that it wasn't quite as high quality as I wanted. And I'm like my own worst critic. So it, it's like really hard for me to put things out there if they're not perfect. But I also was like just starting out. So I just needed something. Um, and I can't tell you how nice it is to have someone else make all those things for you and for it to like arrive in your inbox and be absolutely beautiful. And like, I'm so excited to share all these beautiful things that I did not create. Um, but I, I think part of, part of getting yourself out there as, as a business or as a ministry is just getting something out there. And if you have to do it yourself and it's subpar, like the, it, you, people like watching you grow as a business generally, and no one will fault you for figuring it out as you go. Um, but it, it was really nice when I finally got to the point where I was like, yeah, I can, I could afford to pay someone else to do this. This is great. Um, and, and the process was easy. I had minimal in, involvement apart from just throwing creative ideas at someone and having them like turn all of my pile of creative ideas into something perfect. Um, and so it, yeah, it, it's really, really nice having someone else do it for you and being able to like also support another creative person 
and collaborate in that way. So I, I definitely would say that it, it feels good to, to be able to have a professional branding suite, um, to have like giveaway graphics ready to go and to have like social media templates ready to go, um, without having to go through the extra step of making them. Um, but also if you're just starting out, like whatever you can do is, is better than nothing. And I, I like have learned a lot too, and I've gotten way better at doing that kind of work myself. Um, so I don't know, it's, it's just really fun to, to be able to see someone else kind of bring your vision to life. I really, really enjoyed that part of the process. See, I don't know if I'd be really excited or really scared to see what would come up with. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, there's a, a little bit of nerves there because I kind of felt like I was giving my baby to someone else to, to take care of for a little yeah. while and hand back to me. But I, I also did a lot of research on various people, and I've been the person who did my redesign, Rachel, of in all things creative. I've been following her for a while on social media, I've seen kind of the range of what she can do. I've looked at other businesses she's rebranded for, and I really felt that she she fit with um, kind of the vibes I was going for. Um, she's also done some work for Holy Hen House in the past, I think. Oh, yeah. um, that's how I found her. So she, she's she does really great work, and I would highly recommend her to anyone. Um, but also, you have to kind of find someone that you vibe with, I guess. You, you, you kind of have the same aesthetic going you have the same sort of values or you respect design in the same way um so she kind of had that like hand lettering feel and everything she did felt very um very handmade and and i don't know i don't have the right words for it um but she she just really felt like she fit my business so i would say find someone that if you're thinking about rebranding find someone that fits your business and she also had the like professional infrastructure set up to be able to send me like proofs of things. And, and she had everything set up very professionally. I mean, if you know someone who's good at design and they can just send you a logo, that's great too. But I really appreciated her ability to deliver everything professionally. And I don't know, everything she did just, just felt very well-rounded to me. Like she had thought about it a lot. So yeah. I don't know. It was a fun process. <laughs> Well, that's a really important thing to to have a, a brand or a look that you're comfortable with, because if you know in that in that idea, you want people to see a post and not even have to read your name and know that it's your company, just yes. by the look, right? Yes, right. It's like like the Starbucks thing. You don't have to see Starbucks, but you see the green lady and you know it's Starbucks. Um, and that's kind of what I was hoping for. And I, I really I think that that's been accomplished for me, and I'm like so thrilled with it. And now I know. If I ever want more social media templates in the future, I can go to her and she can probably send me a few without having to go through the full rebrand process again. So I like have continual contact with her and I trust her. And it's it's been a really a really fun relationship to build, too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I've loved the, the whole process has been fun and I'm glad I did it. It, it kind of I was a little chickeny. At first, I like because <laughs> it's it is a lot of work. Like I have to reprint business cards and I have to redo all of the the branding within the products themselves. So I like have logos on my books and things like that. And that's mm. I mean that's it's, there's a lot of steps to to kind of getting to where I'm fully rebranded. I'm I'm still sewing books with the old logo on them, and I just sent out my last few orders with my old business cards in them and. It's a little bittersweet too, because those things that I made are like 
sentimental in some ways. They, they're like a picture of the early years of my business and what it looked like then. So yeah, it's been, it's a kind of an emotional process too. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Awesome. Well, Hannah, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to us today. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. I hope I didn't talk your ear off too much. I did just have a bunch of coffee. <laughs> no, that's that's called good planning. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got through the marathon of getting my kids down for a nap and I was like, all right, I need to need to get some energy here. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But it was good to talk to you guys. I mean, it's always fun to get to talk to other Wells creatives. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, if you've got questions you want answers to, uh, people you'd like to hear from, or you're an artist that wants to talk about the new projects they have on the horizon, or you want to get in contact with Hannah, um, feel free to reach out to us uh, at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. And we want to say a huge thank you to our supporters, our patrons at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. You guys are what help keep, keep this ministry going, and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>